0: By now, I'm pretty sure most of you have heard about the shooting that happened in El Paso, Texas a few days ago where you had the white supremacist by the name of Patrick Cruces went inside of a Walmart in El Paso with an AK-47, shot a bunch of people. As of now, he's killed 22 people because two people died actually yesterday uh, from their gunshot wounds. He wounded close to 30 uh, That's still kind of fighting you know, for their lives in the hospital. But we wanted to go through the manifesto that he left. Um, a lot of the things that I've been saying on our Twitter page, you know, a lot of them have been triggered. Um, even, you know, the main host on Red Ice TV, she was triggered by a few things that I'm saying. But we only tell them the truth. We're not going to sit up here and tell any lies about, you know, white supremacy and racism. We're not going to do that we're only going to point out the facts. Now I talked about this and I probably do a live stream or not even a live stream, maybe a podcast if any about the three D's when dealing with racism and white supremacy. And the three D's is this, when they are presented with their truth, they do three things. They will deflect, they will distract, they will deny. That's the three things that they would do every time. And when they respond to you, I know exactly where they at with it, but let's go through this manifesto and let's talk about this. So it's called the inconvenient truth. You can look at it online yourself, but he starts off. Patrick Cruz has stated about me. He said, in general, I support the Christ church shooter and his manifesto. Now, if you know anything about the Christchurch shooter, it is the Brenton Tarrant guy he is the one that shot 50 Muslims in New Zealand. Okay. And he left a manifesto, which talked about the great replacement because they fear they're going to be replaced. They cannot stop the inevitable. It's not that immigrants are going to replace you. It's that you are in the clutches of God himself. The judgment of God lays upon you. Now, whether you're spiritual or believe in God or not, I don't care. I got to tell the truth on how I see it when it's presented. Now, he stated that the attack is in response to the Hispanic invasion of Texas. If you look at history, Europeans came into Texas and quote unquote invaded it by showing up because he's saying them coming over is invasion. Now, Texas was theirs first, if you want to go by historical means. Okay. The greatest mistake that Mexico did was allow them to come over. Mexico gave them a cannon to fight off the native Americans. If they tried to attack them. Okay. And then when the Mexicans tried to get back with them again, they turned on them, start fighting them, you know, cause you can't trust them. I mean, if you look at history and everyone who takes an allegiance to racism, white supremacy, you will pay with your dear lives. And that's just history I'm talking about. Now, continuing, he stated that this is the Patrick Cruz's guy. They are the instigators, not me. I am simply defending my country from cultural and ethnic replacement brought on by an invasion. Some people will think this is a statement hypocritical because of the nearly complete ethnic and cultural destruction brought to the Native Americans by our ancestors. But this just reinforces my point. The natives didn't take the invasion of Europeans seriously. And now what's left just a shadow of what was my motives for this attack are not at all personal. Actually the Hispanic community was not my target before I read the great replacement. The manifesto will cover the political and economic reasons behind the attack. My gear, my expectations of what response this will generate and my personal motivations and thoughts. So as we talked about before, they came over here and if coming is invasion, what they invaded, you understand? So his position is extremely hypocritical based on history. Now he states political reasons. In short, America is rotting from the inside out and peaceful means to stop. This seems to be nearly impossible. The inconvenient truth is that our leaders, both Democrat and Republican have been filling us for decades. They are either complacent or involved in one of the biggest betrayals of the American public in our history, the takeover of the United States government by unchecked corporations. I could write a 10 page essay on all the damage these corporations have caused, but here is what is important due to the death of the baby boomers, the increasingly anti-immigrant rhetoric of the right and the ever increasing Hispanic population. America will soon become a one party state. The Democrat Party will own America and they know it. They have already begun the transition by pandering heavily to the Hispanic voting bloc in the first Democratic debate. So he's saying that if Texas flipped blue, they'll never win an election again. Talking about the Republicans. That, that's what he's worried about. Okay. Now, what the idiot didn't just realize is that by you doing this attack, you may actually get the Hispanic community to go out and vote because they know Donald Trump's rhetoric. And you admit this in the beginning, Donald Trump's rhetoric would inspire you to go and do what you're doing. Of course you read the great replacement, but his rhetoric kept saying that they are invading, 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 right? This is what you're saying here. We're talking about Patrick and people that think like him. Okay. So continuing, He said they intend to use open borders, free health care for illegal citizenship and more to enact political coup by importing and then legalizing millions of new voters. With policies like these, Hispanic support for Democrats will likely become nearly unanimous in the future. The heavy Hispanic population in Texas will make us a Democrat stronghold. Losing Texas and a few other states with heavy Hispanic population to the Democrats is all it would take for them to win nearly every presidential election, although the Republican Party is also terrible. Many factions within the Republican Party are pro-corporation. Pro-corporation equals pro-immigration. But some factions within the Republican Party don't prioritize corporations over our future. So the Democrats are nearly unanimous with their support of immigration. While the Republicans are divided over it, at least with Republicans, the process of mass immigration and citizenship can be greatly reduced. So he's talking about the baby boomers. That is the biggest white population that we have in America, the younger crowd aren't having babies all over the world. Europeans just not having babies. Their birth rates is in the tank. And when you look at the Hispanic population on average, they're having three children on average. He's pissed off about that, that they cannot have children. Now, once again, according to the scriptures, if your womb is cursed, you can't produce children. Now we have to understand that I believe part of the judgment is a barren womb because the womb we talk about global, the global womb of his group isn't having children. No matter. You can study the birth rates of every European nation that's mostly white folk. And they're not having children like that. Everybody else is having children, black people having a bunch of kids, you know, look at Africa. Oh my God. The birth rates are extremely high. Some countries, seven, seven kids uh, per woman. Right. You can look in, you know, now still in some Asian countries that it is in the tank, but you can definitely look at Arabs. They having kids, um, a lot of people having kids except them. And they are very pissed off about that. These white supremacists. Okay. So they feel that because they have issues with a white woman and a lot of it is that they're going to attack other people. But all you're going to do is stir people up against you. But like I said, you can't reason with a white supremacist. Now on the next section, he wrote economic reasons. He say in short, immigration can be detrimental to the future of America. Continuing immigration will make one of the biggest issues of our time. Automation is so much worse. Some sources say that in under two decades, half of American jobs will be lost to it. Of course, some people will be retrained, but most will not. So it makes no sense to keep on letting millions of illegal and legal immigrants flood into the United States and to keep the tens of millions that are already here. Invaders who also have close to the highest birth rates of all ethnicities in America in the near future, America will have to initiate a basic universal income to prevent widespread poverty and civil unrest as people lose their jobs. No, they don't need to do no universal basic income. You need to live like black people. See the fact is he's seeing his white privilege slip away from him. That's what he see. And he feels that Hispanics is the one that's going to cause him to lose his white privilege. My thing is this. We all need to live equal. And maybe if you become a minority, you will finally feel how it feels to be like black people. Where you don't have no choice in anything just about. Uh, you're struggling. You, you, you don't have no uh, way to get over on people. Because for forever you had your privilege. See, he see the white privilege going away before it even happens. So it's the inevitable for his privilege to leave him that it will be a blessing for him to lose his privilege. It is because it's time for you to get on the equal playing field with everybody else. But you have to understand equality to someone who has privilege is horrible for them because they don't want to be equal to everyone else. Okay. So continuing, he said joblessness in itself is a source of civil unrest, black folk and other people, haven't had jobs. Why would it cause civil unrest? Do you see how entitled white supremacists are entitled? A lot of people don't have a job. Why do you need to start tearing the country up because you don't have a job? Figure it out. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. He states the less dependence on a government welfare system, the better, the lower the unemployment rate, the better achieving ambitions, social projects like universal health care and UBI would be, far more likely to succeed if tens of millions of dependents are removed. So basically what he's saying is even when we don't have crap, we still want a privilege of universal basic income. No, that's getting free stuff because didn't the Republicans say they don't like people to get free stuff. You go work for it. Go work. Stop crying all the time. That's what you tell black people. Stop crying. Go work. No universal basic income. You pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You understand? Because that's going to be my attitude toward all of them. Pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You want to live the American dream, which is why they get college degrees and fill higher paying skilled positions. This is why corporations lobby for even more illegal immigration. Even after decades of it happening, they need to keep replenishing the low skilled labor pool. Even as migrant children flood skilled jobs, corporations make this worse by lobbying for even more visas to be issued to skilled foreign workers to come here. Recently the Senate under a Republican administration has greatly increased the number of foreign workers that would take American jobs. Remember that both Democrats and Republicans support immigration and work visas. Corporations need to keep replenishing the labor pool for both skilled and unskilled jobs to keep wages down. So automation is a good thing as it will eliminate the need for new migrants to fill unskilled jobs jobs that Americans can't survive on anyway. Automation can and would replace millions of low skilled jobs. If immigrants were deported, this source of competition for skilled labor from immigrants and visa holders around the world has made a very difficult situation, even worse for natives as they compete in the skilled jobs market to compete. People have to get better credentials by spending more time in college. It is used to be that a high school degree was worth something. Now a bachelor's degree is what's recommended to be competitive in the job market. The cost of college degrees has exploded as their value plummeted. This has led to a generation of indebted overqualified students filling menial, low paying and unfulfilled jobs. Of course these migrants and their children have contributed to the problem, but are not the sole cause of it. So yes, um, basically you're going to have to compete with other people and that's going to happen. And when the people coming in, they're getting their degrees. You don't have one. They're going to get jobs over you. That's going to happen. But remember he's used to privilege where well, you don't have to work hard to get everything. All you can do is very minimum and get what people got that have even degrees. See, he knows everything is leaving automation. These are corporations are about money at the end of the day. They don't care about you. They don't care about your white privilege. And you're fighting for low skilled jobs. I don't want my kids to get no low skilled jobs. I want my kids to have high skilled jobs because high skilled jobs is things that you can move in any state in the country or even go throughout the world and work. See, you can try to walk around here and say you are so freaking superior, but you're fighting for low skilled jobs. And then you talk about automation, which automation will get around a lot of low skilled jobs, but let's call it what it is. Automation will be devastating for people like him because all they can do is low skill work or depend on privilege. When you get to the higher skill jobs, you got to have the paperwork. Usually they want you to have the degree or whatever you got. They want you to have it. And people like him usually don't have it because they used to get in by off of the white privilege that they have and they see where the white minority is going to be here within the next at least 15 to 20 years, them becoming a minority them losing their power. Oh yeah, that's going to be a problem. So that's why he's acting this way. You better understand that now. Yes. Other white people are the cause of it. Cause they run the country. Yes. They want the immigration. I knew that when Donald Trump didn't get his wall, even though you had a Republican Congress and a Republican Senate, and he had been the president and he didn't get his wall the first, what, 90 days? I knew the Republicans wanted illegal immigration. I knew it. So, you know, then he blamed themselves. So he continues to say the American lifestyle affords our citizens an incredible quality of life. However, our lifestyle is destroying the environment of our country. The decimation of the environment is creating a massive burden for future generations. Corporations are heading the destruction of our environment by shamelessly over-harvesting resources. This has been a problem for decades. For example, this phenomenon is brilliantly portrayed in a decades old classic, the Lorax watersheds around the country, especially in agricultural areas are being depleted. Fresh water is being polluted from farming and all drilling operations. Consumer culture is creating thousands of tons of unnecessary plastic waste and and electronic waste, and recycling that helps slow this down in an almost non-existent way. Urban sprawl creates inefficient cities which unnecessarily destroy millions of acres of land. We can use God knows how many trees worth of paper just to wipe water off our hands. Everything I've seen and heard in my short life has led me to believe that the average American isn't willing to change their lifestyle, even if the change is only cause a slight inconvenience. The government is unwilling to tackle these issues beyond empty promises since they are owned by corporations, corporations that also like immigration because people means a bigger market for the products. I just want to say that I love the people of this country, but most of y'all are just too stubborn to change your lifestyle. So the next logical step is decrease the number of people in America using resources. If we can't get rid of them, then our way of life can become more sustainable. All right. So he's saying that if you get rid of people, then it's going to make more room for him and his people. But the idiot is not going to live to see that because they put what capital murder charges on this fool. And he's going to get the capital murder charges, a uh, conviction. He's going to get it. I mean, come on, who wouldn't convict him now? His gear. This the next section. He said his main gun was an AK-47. Um, he said, I pre-realized pretty quick that this isn't a great choice since it's a civilian version of AK-47. It's not designed to shoot rounds quickly, so it overheats massively after about a hundred shots fired in the quick succession. He said, I have to use a heat resistant glove to get around this. He's using a eight millimeter three bullet. He said here. He said this bullet unlike pretty much any other 7.62 by 39 bullet actually fragments like a pistol hollow point when shot out of an AK 47 at the cost of penetration. Penetration is still reasonable, but not nearly as high as a normal AK 47 bullet. The AK 47 is definitely a bad choice without this bullet design and may be still with it. He's a other gun. He said, if I get one, he wrote an AR 15. Pretty much a variation of this gun doesn't heat up nearly as fast as the AK 47. The round of this gun isn't designed to fragment, but instead tumbles inside a target, causing lethal wounding. The gun is probably better, but I want to explore different options. The AR 15 is probably the best gun for military applications, but this isn't a military application. This would be a test of which is more lethal, either it's fragmentation or tumbling. I didn't spend much time at all preparing for this attack, maybe a month, probably less. I have to do this before I lose my nerve. I figure that under prepared attack and a manifesto is better than no attack and no manifesto. So, this guy was sitting up here trying to think about his different ways of maximum kill, the way the bullets move, and everything. He said he prepared a month for this. See, when we talk about racism and white supremacy, racism and white supremacy is deadly. And it's deadly to all people. Let me tell you something. How many of these incidents, they went in there to just shot up white people? Now you had nothing to do with black folks or anybody else. So racism, white supremacy is a deadly issue for everybody. Definitely if you're black. And now you can see it's deadly if you're Hispanic, for sure. The thing is, these people are allowed to be in this country. They're allowed to run around and do what they're doing. People have always reported these types to the police. Nothing happens to them. They don't get their eye socket uh, broke or none of that, like what happens to black men. And this is the results of what's happened. Now continue with his manifesto. He says reaction. There's the next section. Statistically, millions of migrants have returned to their home countries to reunite with their family. They lost contact with when they moved to America, they come here as economic immigrants, not for asylum reasons, this is an encouraging sign that Hispanic populations willing to return to their home countries if given the right incentive. An incentive that myself and many other patriotic Americans will provide, meaning more attacks will be coming, uh, according to him, in the Hispanic uh places to uh, live, work, etc. This will remove the threat of the Hispanic voting block, which will make up for the loss of millions of baby boomers. This will also make the elites that run corporations realize that it's not in their interest to continue to piss off Americans. He doesn't mean piss off Americans like myself or maybe you just listening, but he's meaning piss off, um, white supremacists like himself. Okay. He said corporate America doesn't need to be destroyed, but just shown that they are on the wrong side of history, that if they don't bend, they will break. So he wants them on code completely with white supremacy and the corporations don't care about that. The corporations care about money. They are already getting prepared for it. As he stated before, even with the voting block, how much pandering they did in the first debate. Now he says next section, personal reasons and thoughts. He says my whole life I've been preparing for a future that currently doesn't exist. The job of my dreams will likely be automated. Hispanics will take control of the local and state government of my beloved Texas change the policy to better suit their needs they will turn Texas into an instrument of a political coup which will hasten the destruction of our country the environment is getting worse by each year say so if you take nothing else from this document remember this inaction is a choice i can no longer bear the shame of inaction knowing that our founding fathers have endowed me with the rights needed to save our country from the brink of destruction Our European comrades don't have the gun rights needed to repel the millions of invaders that plague their country. They have no choice but to sit by and watch their countries burn. America can only be destroyed from the inside out. If our country fails, it will be the fault of traitors. This is why I see my actions as faultless because this isn't an act of imperialism, but an act of preservation. America is full of hypocrites who will blast my actions as a sole result of racism and hatred. Of other countries, despite the extensive evidence of all the problems these invaders cause and will cause people who are hypocrites because they support imperialistic wars. They have caused the loss of tens of thousands of American lives and untold numbers, of civilian lives. The argument that mass murder is okay when it is state sanctioned is absurd. Our government has killed a whole lot more people for a whole lot less. Now, let me stop there he's saying that what I'm doing is okay because the American government has went and bombed people. They have, you know, shot up people for oil for fake weapons of mass destruction. He's right on that, but let's call it what it is. Y'all been killing ever since y'all showed up. This is why when, when people like the honorable Elijah Muhammad say you the devil, that's why, because the devil do what kill the devil do what steal the devil do what destroy that comes from Jesus himself, so it is a right thing to say that you and this guy was a devil. It's just that simple. When you can say you're faultless, I mean that that is that is very, very sick. Continuing. He says, even if other non-immigrant targets would have been a greater impact, I can't bring myself to kill my fellow Americans, even the Americans that seem hell bent on destroying our country, even if they are shameless race mixers. Massive polluters, haters of our collective values, etc. One day they will see the error of their ways, either when American patriots fail to reform our country and it collapse or when we save it, but then they will see the error of their ways. I promise y'all that I'm against race mixing because it destroys genetic diversity and creates identity problems. Also because it completely unnecessary and selfish second and third generation Hispanics from interracial unions, at a much higher rate than average, yet another reason to send them back. Cultural and racial diversity is largely temporary. Cultural diversity diminishes as stronger and or more appealing cultures overtake weaker and or undesirable ones. Racial diversity would disappear as either race mixing or genocide will take place. But the idea of deporting or murdering all non-white Americans is horrific. Many have been here at least as long as whites and have done as much to build our country. The best solution to this for now would be to divide America into a confederacy of territories with at least one territory for each race, this physical separation would nearly eliminate race mixing and improve social unity by granting each race self-determination within the respective territories. Well, you know, the thing is when you had the 13th original colonies and you first came over here, y'all died. uh, So many of y'all died. It was only what 60 was 63 left after 500 died after the first year. Okay. You had your spot by yourself. You didn't respect other people and you wanted to go take it. Cause remember the attitude from that book that that other shooter was reading the might is right is if you have r- people that have resources, you never run out of resources, meaning that you can go take their crap. And that's why no one should agree to you having your own state, your own nation. Now only way I could agree with something like that. Unless you went and had your own island in the middle of the ocean, go over there away from me. Then go, go make your own utopia. I don't care. I'm not mad at you. I want you to have that, but I just don't want you to have it nowhere near me. That's all going to, to your own ocean island. That's not being inhabited. Matter of fact, why don't, why don't you try to go to the North center Island? Oh, I would love to see you try to go over there and take their Island from them. See how that's going to work out for you. But continuing. He states, my death is likely inevitable. If I'm not killed by the police, which you wasn't, then I'll probably be gunned down by one of the invaders, which you wasn't. Capture in this case, is far worse than dying during a national shooting, because I'll get the death penalty anyway. Worse still is that I would live knowing that my family despises me. This is why I'm not going to surrender. Even if I run out of ammo, if I'm captured, it'll be because I was subdued somehow liar. You did. We saw the video. He said, remember now listen to this. He says it is not cowardly to pick low hanging fruit, AKA don't attack heavily guarded areas to fulfill your super soldier call of duty fantasy. Attack low security targets. Even though you might outgun a security guard or policeman, they likely beat you in armor training and numbers. Do not throw away your life on an unnecessarily dangerous target. If a target seems too hot, live to fight another day. So what that that coward is saying is you want to go to a place where it's maximum kills. So soft targets would be attacking women, attacking children, attacking elderly, um, somewhere where nobody really carries guns or concealed carry. You know, they they pick their areas. They stalk their areas. They don't want to go nowhere. If it's like he hate black folks. So he's gonna go on the block and try to start shooting up at some gang bangers. He's not gonna go do that because he may get killed doing that because so they're gonna shoot back, right? So that's how cowardly they are they They don't want nobody to shoot back at them. They want to go and you know hit soft targets. Now he says, my ideology has not changed for several years. My opinions on automation, immigration and arrest predate Trump and his campaign for president. I'm putting this here because some people will blame the president or certain presidential candidates for the attack. This is not the case. He said, I know the media will probably call me a white supremacist anyway and blame Trump's rhetoric. The media is infamous for fake news. This reaction to the attack will likely just confirm that. Many people think that for the fight of America is already lost. I couldn't be more wrong. This is just the beginning of the fight for America and Europe. I'm honored to head the fight to reclaim my country from destruction. And that is the manifesto of uh, Patrick Cruces, ladies and gentlemen. Now, with that being said, these people are out here heavy. These people right now, as you listen to this podcast, the next white supremacist is planning an attack. That's how we got to think. You can't trust these people. okay? you can't trust them when you're in a store or anywhere. Watch them. listen, if they sit up here and profile black males all day long, then what's wrong with profiling them? They have a profile young, they they, well, white male that looks very withdrawn. He, he looks socially awkward. Watch them. Listen, it's about preserving your life at the end of the day. Forget their feelings. How many times they profile black men or even how many times they have profiled Hispanics. So if they can profile us, well shoot profile them. Well Why do we got to sit there and, and worry about their feelings and, but, and yet people are getting killed. They've killed black people in the mother Emanuel church. They kill Hispanic people over in, um, El Paso. They kill white people in Parkland. I mean, they are killing everybody. So everybody should be, It don't matter what color you are. Everybody should be paying attention to these young white males. You see them walking around every video I see is some young white male with a gun threatening to do something to somebody. So I'm talking about protecting your children. I mean, listen, you have little kids that were killed by these white supremacists in the past week. Little kids. One mother that that covered her two-month-old child got got killed by this white supremacist. You better protect yourself. And everybody, you better practice your Second Amendment rights. You can't trust these people. You know, I've had one of the the head um, hosts on that Red Ice TV uh, that white supremacist female, was, was I guess got triggered by what I said, but, but the fact is no, no, everybody gonna watch y'all now. And it's my job to talk about y'all. I'm trying to help save people lives by talking about y'all racist and white supremacist because you guys are cowards. You go to Walmart with people shopping. You go to schools. The children are learning. You go to churches, you go to Kroger grocery stores, you go to everywhere where people is not even thinking about something like that to attack people. So hell yes, I got to talk about you. I've been talking about you. I've been warning about you forever, but people probably going to finally start listening. Now, racism, white supremacy is not a joke at all. This guy isn't a joke. You better pay attention. We telling you the warning signs. We showing you the, the deep racism.